Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Seasoned Amateur Podcast. Today, we have Dylan, we have Josh, we have Ty, we got the full squad two weeks in a row. That's probably a record in the last five episodes of having us all two weeks in a row, so you enjoy this treat or what might not be a treat. But today, we are going to talk about the AFC, not the AFC, the NFC South. Sorry about that. Um, and we're just going to go through power rankings first. Josh, let's see what you have to say about um, one through – let's do start at four, four through one start at four. of the oh. NFC South. So last place in the NFC South, obviously Tampa Bay. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, I know Dylan couldn't even take me seriously at that. I'll, I'll say – Obviously, the Atlanta Falcons, four. Uh, I've got Carolina Panthers, three. New Orleans Saints, two. And then Tampa Bay, one. Wait, say, say New Orleans again? New Orleans, two. Oh, well, no, no. I'm just – you pronounce New Orleans. Just the name. Oh. oh. You, said New, <laughs> you Orleans. said New Orleans. But that's okay. It's no, no big New deal. Orleans. <laughs> I'm not saying New Orleans. New Orleans. All right, Dylan. <laughs> Dylan, what, what are your rankings? Uh, I have, I have this similar to Josh. I just flipped two and three. So I have Atlanta four, uh, New Orleans three, Carolina two and Tampa Bay number one, which is probably the first time in like 15 years, like ever in my life that I've ever predicted Tampa to win the division. (laughs) I mean, for a good reason. Uh, I've got pretty much the same as, uh, it's almost the same as Dylan. Uh, I've got, Atlanta at four, Saints what? at. I I look. I'm going to be honest with you. We talked about it. Yes, I have them. I could put them at three. I could put them at four. But it's the Saints and the and, and Atlanta. Either one are going to be horrible. Pending uh, pending injuries and um, you know old players. Either one of them could be horrible. So, I have Carolina at two and Tampa at one. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the heat off you a little bit, Ty. I have the Falcons at four, but for the Saints at three, I put three slash four because I wouldn't be shocked at all if the Saints finished last in their division this year. Um, But I have the same exact as Dylan. I got the Falcons at four. I got the Saints at three. I got the Panthers at two, and I got the Bucks at one. So that's the layout of the power ranking. So we're just going to go bottom to top. We're going to start at the Falcons. Um, Let's start with uh, weaknesses since I like being negative. Um, Ty, start us off with one of the many, 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 many negatives of your Atlanta Falcons. Uh, just the fact that it's a rebuild is what I'm going to go with. That's about all I'm going to say. Um, is it a rebuild? It is a rebuild. Is a rebuilding team spending a first-round pick on tight end? It is a rebuild, and it is on a dynamic tight end, yes. Can't pass up somebody who could be the next prolific tight end of all time. You know, you don't know what he's going to be, but if you hear everybody coming out of the, coming into the draft saying this is the best tight end that's come out of this draft, you've got people like Kelsey, Kittle, who are great tight ends, Gonzalez, who's been a great – Mel Kuyper said it straight. Best tight end he's ever seen come out of the draft. You going to walk away from that? No. I don't, know, I don't know about walking away, maybe trading back and actually using your brain when rebuilding a team. But, you know, to each throne. I have faith in our GM. Sorry, sorry. You can go ahead with your negatives. I apologize. I'll, I'll be quiet. No, that's that's <laughs> it. 
Wait, what was the negative? Rebuild. Rebuild. Oh, okay. You're very generous. I'm doing. What do you have <laughs> as a negative? Uh, well, we already kind of talked about it off air, but I think their defense is the just the whole defense uh, is is a weakness. I, they uh, like I mentioned before, they do have good pieces. They got Grady Jarrett, Deion Jones, AJ Terrell. Now Grady Jarrett's 28, which isn't necessarily old, but for a lineman, he's kind of getting up there. Um, Deion Jones and Terrell are younger, a little bit younger, but last year their defense, we talk about the Cowboys being like a terrible defense. The Falcons were really tough last year. They had, they allowed the fourth most yards. They allowed almost, or just about 26 points per game. They were the worst passing defense last year, letting up 293 yards. They did have a good running defense or rushing defense. However, they like, why would you run the ball against them when you could throw it wherever you wanted to? So I just don't think many people ran against them a lot. Um, I think they got into a lot of shootouts last year, uh, i.e. Dallas. <laughs> and uh, that didn't turn out so well. Um, but, yeah, I think that's their biggest their biggest weakness is just their defense is just gets exposed or got exposed last year i don't think they added a whole lot of weapons or a lot whole lot of pieces on defense i do like the drafting of richie grant but he's more of a developmental than a step right in and do something so i don't know we'll see that's that's kind of my biggest defense or weakness for them josh let's hear you attempt to list one um negative one negative one yeah it's pretty tough their roster (laughs) <laughs> okay <clears throat> uh no so okay if we're going with one other than what dylan had i'll say their skill positions i really like calvin ridley outside of that it's question marks you know they don't have you know i guess if we're counting tight end you know i like the prospect of pits but their other wide receivers and their running backs give me pause mike davis could be good he was good filling in for mccaffrey last year Full-time running back, I don't know. And the rest of the guys on the roster, not so sure about that. Russell Gage, Zacchaeus, pretty sure he's a wee little man. Not sure how that's going to work <laughs> out for them. Um, yeah, I, I'm just questioning their their skill position players outside of Calvin Ridley and possibly Kyle Pitts. And I, I agree with you. I mean, I'm not I'm not great at math, but when you lose three running backs – and only add one who is, I mean, possibility of being maybe good, not great. The math doesn't work out in your favor. I don't think they added near enough in the skill position. Um, but by, I mean, my negative has got to be the defense. I mean, similar to the running back situation, they lost three safeties this offseason and they added one. So I'm just like doing math. I mean, maybe it's a good thing. Their team was so trash last year in the secondary. You get rid of the garbage and you can only fill it with something better. I don't know, but their defense is bad and that's all there is to it. Positives. I'm going to go, Birch, let's just go back. Let's treat this like a snake draft. So positives, <clears throat> I'm going to go with their punter. I know nothing about the guy other than his name is Dom Maggio. Like Dom Maggio. I love that. No, um, strengths honestly i don't know man uh i really like matt ryan i really like calvin ridley like i guess that's it um otherwise like just 
if we're looking for a position group of strength, I don't know that I can find one. I have a few players of theirs I really like. I like Grady Jarrett. I like Kyle Pitts, maybe. I like. I definitely like Calvin Ridley and Matt Ryan. I just don't know. Yeah, we'll say quarterback. There's my one. Dylan? Uh, see, I disagree with Josh in terms of the skill position being their weakness. I think that might be their strength, their offensive weapons. Because I, I mean, I do like Calvin Ridley. I like Kyle Pitts, the the potential of Kyle Pitts. But I do really like Mike Davis, uh, what he showed last year, um, which he really showed his whole career. But he's been a career backup. There is the question mark that Birch brought up of can he be a full time starter? Um, I think he can. Um, I also like Hayden Hurst. Russell Gage is a decent, like, number three, but he's number two here, so you can't really get too deep on it. Um, but I don't know. That's 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 my biggest Dylan, uh, whatever. How good can a guy be if he's a career backup? Because most times, if guys are super good, they don't tend to be career backups. Career backups tend to have a career backup-type skill set that maybe they can flash occasionally. But if a career backup had a non-career back backup skill set, probably wouldn't be a career backup. That's just you're my never, you're there having was, a, you're you're on the struggle bus trying to say career backup as much as you can. Oh, well, I'm just having to say it so many times because you yourself said he's been a career backup. I didn't even say that about him, but you well, did. I will I well, will he's say been he's been a, he's been behind a lot of really good running backs in his career. I mean, he was behind Chris Carson. He was behind Christian McCaffrey. He was behind those kinds of guys uh, to to fill a role. That doesn't necessarily mean he can't do better. I mean, you look at someone like Raheem Mostert, who at the start of last year balled out, who's been a relatively a career backup for most of his life, and, and played. What really, happened really when well. that career backup was no longer a career backup? What he happened? Got hurt. To Okay, but thank you. But that you can't predict injuries. He anyone that the whole San Francisco team got hurt. A big factor. Oh, whatever. Isn't that correct, Dylan? I I will say about career backups. If there's one team that has had success about grabbing a career backup, it was the Falcons picking up Michael Turner from the San Diego Chargers when Michael Turner was a career backup behind Ladainian Tomlinson. Michael Turner did come over to the Falcons and produced a few good seasons. So I will say that in Mike Davis's defense, though I do agree with Josh Moore. But you know, Ty, I don't, I don't hate Davis. I don't hate Davis. Just to clarify, I don't hate him, but I just don't have a lot of confidence because you're taking a guy who has only ever been a backup, making him the starter, and then his backups do not give me any sense of confidence. I and I and third, I agree third with string that. is Corderell Patterson, and if you somehow end up with that guy as your running back, you may as well just throw in the towel and ask for the number one pick. Because y'all are done. I, I'm not Dude. saying Mike Davis is going to be like a Christian McCaffrey top tier or whatever. I think he's a solid player who can play a three down role for them uh, at the running back and fill in that that role pretty well. He's not a he's not like a small kind of career backup like a Gio Bernard who gets hit and is going to snap in half. Mike Davis is a pretty thick boy. Uh, so, Ty, what are some of what are uh, what's the strength that you have? I like Felipe Franks, <laughs> the undrafted signing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is that all you're going with? Yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> you had a lot to say about your team, I was 
I'm glad you were the team that you had third like 20 minutes ago. Oh, I could still go third, but you know, we got to move on. So I'm going to give one strength for them. They went to rebuild and (laughs) they uh, let go of their head coach, offensive coordinator, and defensive coordinator. They cleaned house, and I think GM too. GM is, yeah. (laughs) So they completely cleaned house. So that'll be exciting to see. Hopefully that can result in something good building forward because, well, they were just steadily moving down. I will say this. Our DC is only for one year. I know that already for a fact because he actually came out of retirement just to help rebuild the defense, the new setup for him. So he's just a favor for um, our head coach as a favor to help build it up. And he's teaching, I believe, the linebackers coach to take over. Gotcha. Well, we are going to move on to the New Orleans Saints, who I have, who I had at third. Um, and we're going to start off with weaknesses, and we're going to go to Ty, giving him a little more time to speak. Uh, weakness to me, I think, is just this whole quarterback issue. Um, I don't think coming in they should have had a solid who's number one, who's number two. Um, I think Taysom Hill is a great player, but I don't think he's a starting quarterback position. I think it should have been Jameis Winston, and Taysom Hill should have done what he, he's been doing for them forever. The fact that they're making it a battle, I think, is going to hurt the team in the long run. I want to present this question. I know I'm not the host. But who do you guys think should start for New Orleans? James. See, I, I would probably lean towards Jameis, but my eyes have been opened towards what a career backup can do. And so because Taysom Hill has been a career backup, I think I have to lean towards him. <laughs> You're such a judge. I, I agree with Jameis Winston. Dylan, okay. what uh, are your negatives? <laughs> I also agree with uh, with Jameis. Uh, my weakness for them is actually wide receiver. Um, they Their best wide receiver going into the season is Traquan Smith, maybe Marquez Callaway with all the buzz in camp, but neither of them have surpassed 34 catches in a season. Granted, Smith or Callaway, he was a rookie last year, but Smith is going into his fourth season. Michael Thomas is usually the number one, but he waited until June to get surgery on his ankle. So he's going to be out till at least October. Uh, so maybe and that's if he sticks around. Well, they, they have no cap. They can't get rid of him. His cap hits too big. Um, but Adam Troutman might be their best pass catcher, but he was a second string tight end and he's a second year uh, tight end who, but I think he could be a really good breakout candidate, which BT dubs, Great pickup, Birch, because that was a. I was going, I was looking there and I was like, crap, he picked him up. Uh, but Adam, like, I love Adam Drowman. I think he could be a good breakout candidate because they have no other options in uh, New Orleans. But yeah, their wide receiver core is horrid. Josh? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to say the same thing. Wide receiver core. I'm intrigued by a couple of their wide receivers. Um, one, Deontay Harris. Dude is tiny, five foot six. Like, Makes me feel tall. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Love to see guys like that succeed at any sport. You know, I'm I'm just with the little guys all the time. Little guys Except stick for, together. Yeah. <laughs> until like a Jose Altuve and then he cheats. And I'm like, man, <laughs> come on. You you were my guy. You were so short. And then you did that. But no, Deontay Harris last year showed some really intriguing promise. Lil Jordan Humphrey is actually a really big target. So that's intriguing. But no, I agree. Their wide receivers don't give me much confidence, especially with the quarterback situation going on. 
not knowing. I think Jameis could be good. Listening to Jameis talk, it's like, man, is this the same guy we saw at Florida State? Because absolutely not. <laughs> um, you know, put him with Sean Payton. Maybe Jameis could be good. Taysom Hill could come out of that career backup role and thrive. But I have questions because of their wide receiver core. While I agree with you guys, I'm going to take a hot take on this and call their defense their weakness. The reason I say that, it's because this offseason, I've never seen a team lose so many starters on defense. They lost Sheldon Rankins. They lost Trey Hendrickson. They lost Quan Alexander. They lost Janoris Jenkson. They lost Prince Mukamore. They lost Malcolm Brown. They lost <laughs> Alex Anzalone. Um, and that all those guys I named played significant time on their defense last year. Significant, like, I'm, I'm talking, like, full game to most of the game, not like a guy who comes in for a snap. Um, so I think their defense is going to be a big weakness or a question mark this year just because of all the people they lost. But on the bright side, the three people they picked up, Devontae Freeman, who's a running back, Alex Amon, who's a fullback, and Nick Vanette, who's a tight end. So they lost all of these defensive players and don't really have answers for them. So to me, their defense is the biggest question mark. Um, I just think they had probably – they might be doing some under-the-radar tanking and preparing to do a rebuild. Um, but we're going to shift to strengths. Josh, give me a strength for the Saints. See, I, I think their strength is their offensive line, but I was seriously considering their, um, their defense. I, I think their defense is still going to be really good despite some of their losses. But – their offensive line, I, I think they've got some – as long as guys stay healthy, I know injuries are sometimes a factor. Um, if their guys stay healthy, their offensive line is – Sometimes. Strong. <clears throat> yep, occasionally, you know. Um, but, no, their offensive line is strong, and and I think it's, it's important that that's a strength considering their quarterback battle um, to be able to continue to, to pave the run for Kamara, Murray, Freeman, whoever's running – um, and then to protect whether it's Winston or Hill. But Armstead, Pete, McCoy, Ruiz, Ramchek, I think these guys are are strong. They're uh, they're really – it's maybe not – it. I wouldn't say the best offensive line in the league, but I'd say top five, top ten at least. I'd say top three, top four. Okay. I, I was trying not to, like, overstate it, be too high on it. Um, but I, I think it is one of the stronger in the league. It kept Drew Brees upright for a very long time. Yeah, and Brees could not move. So, and he was short. Yeah. Short guy power. Dylan, Dylan, it sounded like you were going to second Josh, but Dylan, what's your strength? Uh, yeah. Well, I had O line, but I'm I'm coming in since Josh already covered it. I'm going to come in to defend this defense. Uh, I think they still, even with their losses, Marcus Williams uh, might not be a household name, but he's uh, an up and coming safety, I think could be a top by the end of the season could be a top seven, top six type type of safety. Marshawn Lattimore has had his struggles uh, when trying to get up for games where, where wide receivers aren't really big names. I mean, I, he plays uh, Mike Evans twice a year and plays Mike Evans pretty tough, but a lot of other games he, he can struggle. I think their front seven though is really good. Cam Jordan, I will admit getting a little bit older, 
But Marcus Davenport was a guy who they spent a, I think, a first round pick a couple years ago on, who they have a lot of hope in. They spent a first round pick in Peyton Turner on the defensive line. But then you also have Demario Davis and Quan Alexander. And I know a lot about Quan Alexander because he played for Tampa. And I thought Quan it was. I don't think Quan Alexander's on the team anymore. He left this offseason. Uh, as far as I'm seeing, he's still on the team. Uh, oh, he's this has a player subtraction of what I'm looking at. Oh, maybe one of ours is not updated. I had seen something about he was a free agent, so maybe he did get re-signed. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'll have to double check. I'll double check that. Um, but I like those two guys a lot, Demario Davis, Quan Alexander. Uh, I mean, I didn't. I never wanted Quan to leave Tampa. Granted, we filled it with Devin White, so I'm I'm not that mad anymore. <laughs> but uh, but I like Quan a lot. So I think their front seven's really good. Their secondary has some good pieces. They have C.J. Gardner Johnson listed as a backup, and I think that's a very deep safety core when you got C.J. Gardner Johnson as your backup. Uh, so I really like that defense. Um, they're a little older in some places. So that could be that, or no, I, I take that back. They're, they got a lot younger. They got rid of a lot of older guys. Uh, so that, that might be why it seems as though they, they got worse, but I think they're going to, I think there'll be, I don't think there'll be a top 10 defense, but I think there'll be a top half of the league. There'll be like 15th or around there. I just think their secondary is going to be a huge issue. I know they have a few good pieces, but, but yeah. Um, Ty, what are some weaknesses for you? Weakness or strength? Strength. Sorry, strengths. Yep. Um, side note, Quan is still on the team. Yep, I saw that. Yep. So uh, I'm going to go chalk and just go with Kamara. I mean, it, it's the best player on that team right now. He's by far the only threat that they have offensively that's considered something that you have to watch out for. Um, your defenses have to plan for Kamara every time they get on the field. Um, yeah, I'm just going to stay with that one. And I, I, I completely agree with Ty, so I'm going to roll with Kamara. I think Kamara is the perfect running back for a team that has a question at quarterback, a guy who can catch the ball really well out of the backfield and be that safety blanket um, for the quarterback, considering they uh, lost. I don't know who that is. <laughs> they lost both of their tight ends this offseason as well. Yeah. Um, but that's going to conclude us for the first half in the second half. I encourage you to join us. We're going through the Panthers and the Buccaneers. So uh, you're just going to hear a quick word from our sponsor by Josh Birch himself. Welcome back. Uh, We are sticking with the NFC South, but now we are going to go to the Carolina Panthers. And I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Dylan, you start us off and give us a negative for the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers... I would say their negative is a lack of a true number one at wide receiver for them. Uh, I think they have a lot of strengths on their team. I mean, we're going to get there. Uh, That's really the only thing I can look at and say that might be a weakness, but that's relative. Um, I think they have two good and proven receivers in DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Uh, and they have a they have Terrace Marshall, who Chris, you know a lot about uh, being at LSU, who from what all indications is a looks really good um, in camp. He in preseason week one he balled, uh, so maybe he can establish himself as that go to kind of number one guy. But as of right now, there's not really that one guy because DJ Moore, and Robbie Anderson both kind of tend to struggle a little bit with injuries. 
Um, and they, they're a little bit smaller on the smaller end in terms of being what I would imagine a number one would be uh, when you look around the league, besides like a Tyreek Hill, but, but he's more of an anomaly than a, than a regular. Um, but that's kind of my biggest weakness for them is just the lack of a number one, not that their wide receiver core isn't good because I'll get to that in a little bit. It's just not, they don't have a number one go-to kind of guy. Ty, what's a weakness for you? Um, I, I, I mean, besides since, you know, wide receiving core was probably what I was looking at. I'm going to say they're tight end. Um, I don't really like the Titans like that. They have Dan Arnold, Ian Thomas. They haven't really ever done anything, which Sam Darnold loves a tight end that he can, you know, outlet to, but now he's got Christian McCaffrey. I don't know what he's really going to do with that. So, I mean, I would have to just go with tight end. I'm just not fond of their tight ends. I'll say it that way. Josh, I would say their offensive line. <clears throat> um, they brought in Cam Irving, but he's been struggling, and and their offensive line has not looked good so far. They weren't great, and now they're they're struggling some. I know it's early preseason, but that's it's not a good thing um, because you you look at some of the moves they've made. You know, one you got to make sure McCaffrey stays healthy. Two, you brought in a quarterback who has a history of seeing ghosts. And so if your offensive line is struggling after, you know, bringing in Sam Darnold, who I do really like, I, I like Darnold a lot, but I would be concerned if their offensive line is, doesn't make some improvement over the next few weeks um, because they, they aren't looking so hot right now. Um, no, I, I agree with that. Um, especially with the offensive line um, and Something you said about Sam Darnold, I wouldn't consider – I like Sam Darnold as well. But I wouldn't consider him a weakness, but definitely a big question mark. I think that entire team hinges on if Sam Darnold can play like he was drafted to play. Because if he plays well, there's no reason this team – if Sam Darnold hits the high of his potential, the Panthers are a playoff team. If he plays average – they finished second in the division, missed the playoffs. If he plays poorly, they could be playing with the Saints and the Falcons for dead last in the division. Um, so I believe this team hinges on Sam Darnold. And because that's such a big question mark, that's probably going to be my negative for the Panthers. How about I add this? I might take it. If Sam Darnold plays anywhere close to the potential that we all thought he should, or that everyone thought they might be, might be a hot take, might be a Super Bowl contender. I, I don't I, even I really, agree with you. I really like their defense. I think they have one of the better defenses in the league. Um, they have a lot of weapons. I I kind of like their O-line. It's not great. It's decent. It's the best O-line Sam Darnold's ever seen. <laughs> uh, and and I think if Sam Darnold plays to his potential, this team could be electric. So I, I, I disagree. I'm not saying they will win it. <laughs> I'm just saying I think they would they would be a team that could win a playoff game and be with having to put and push a team like Green Bay, LA, or Tampa even in a in a semifinal game to get into the NFC Championship game. See, I this this O line may very well be the best Sam Darnold has ever seen, but that's because he's played for the Jets. Um, this O line is still the worst O line in the division, and you put them up against somebody like Tampa Bay with Tampa Bay's front seven is not going to be a good day for Sam Darnold. It's not going to be a good day for Christian McCaffrey. I had Carolina as three 
I think they could be too. I think they could be a fringe wildcard playoff team if Darnold plays really well and if Christian McCaffrey is healthy. But both of those are pretty big question marks. Christian um, McCaffrey think- is not a question mark. Christian McCaffrey before last season had never missed a practice since high school or a game. Okay, but how many games did he miss last season? He missed nine. Okay. Or no, so, 13. Okay. I was going to say it was more than that. So, I mean, I get he doesn't have a long track record of injuries, but he's also at a position that takes a beating. And it doesn't necessarily require a long track record of injuries. I don't, I don't believe Todd Gurley had a crazy long track record of injuries until everything went wrong. I think he had and, two torn ACLs before he got to in the NFL. Did he? I think so. I could be wrong about that. I have no I'm idea. Saying, he's he's now 25 years old. McCaffrey is. He he has played a lot of football, and now he has had a significant injury. So there is some fear on that. Um, and then Darnold. I mean, I think to your point, Chris, if Darnold even plays Baker Mayfield esque, I think this team will be good. He doesn't have to be the star. He doesn't have to be the main focus. You know, just like Mayfield plays with Chubb, so could Darnold play with McCaffrey. No, I, I agree. Yeah. Well, and, and I know that's a that's a level of consistency we haven't seen. So I'm actually, yeah, that probably sounded like I was disagreeing with you, but it's actually more agreeing with you that, yeah, he doesn't have to be great, but he has to be consistent. And we've never seen that type of consistency from him. It's true. Uh, so to clarify, Todd Gurley, he had one torn ACL in college. Okay. Well, since Dylan is so high on the Carolina Panthers, we're going to let him start us off with positives for the Carolina Panthers. <clears throat> I think their positive is their defense. I mean, I kind of alluded to it a little bit ago. Uh, Brian Burns, who's a guy they uh, they really like and who's looked really good for them, from year one to year two took a jump, a pretty significant jump. I mean, if you look at just sack numbers, he only took a sack and a half jump, but he over doubled his uh, tackles. Um, he, he upped his pressures in the pocket, um, and so he's causing a lot of havoc. I expect Derek Brown – to dominate this year, to be a little bit more of a force up the middle uh, for them. And then we we talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it on camera or off camera, but Josh alluded to Jeremy Chin was a legit game changer, one of the best safeties in the league last year. 117 tackles, a sack, two forced fumbles, an interception. He was everywhere. Um, I think their team is going to take a huge upgrade with Hassan Reddick. Uh, J.C. Horn could – I mean, he's for – I think, Chris, you had him as the best. Did you have him as the best corner in the draft? I uh, did. He's one of the best press man corners in the draft – or in, that came out of this draft. Um, I think they just have a lot of uh, pieces on that defense that can make them that, – that can be the, the, the carrying point of that team. And that's why I feel so confident in saying that if Sam Donald plays to his potential, I have a lot of confidence in that defense. Um, I never, I don't think they would make it to the NFC championship game, but I think they could push Tampa like Tampa's front seven's elite. Um, you have LA's elite green Bay's. All right. I think depending on the matchup, they could, or all four of the three of those teams, they could push them to a to, late into a game to get into the NFC championship game and, and, and set themselves up in the future. That's all I was saying when it comes to Carolina, if Sam Darnold plays like he should. All right. Well, Ty, can you give us a strength? Um, I'm going to go – I mean, 
you know, Dylan said it earlier, you know, they're number one's not having a complete number one for wide receiver. I like the receiving core, especially for Sam Darnold. Um, they, they do a lot of, you know, he's got his over the top guy with Robbie Anderson, who he had in New York and they had a pretty good combination with him, with each other, you know, when he was in New York and he couldn't even stand up straight half the time. So being able to have maybe another half second more might make it even better. Um, I do like DJ Moore with him because as a slot player and I know Marshall's a, a rookie, but everything I've seen for him in camp has, they've connected pretty well. So I, I, you know, I know Dylan said it as a weakness. I'm going to put it with Sam Darnold and how he has to perform. I'm going to put it as their strength. Fair enough, Josh. I mean, that makes sense. One man's weakness is another man's strength. It's one way a career backup can become a starter. Um, Always. Strength, Christian McCaffrey. Like, yeah, I just referenced, I'm a little worried about his injury, but come on. Like, this guy's the best running back in football. Christian McCaffrey, that's, that is their biggest strength. So you're going to sit here and, and argue with me that, that that Christian McCaffrey, who knows, and then say that's their biggest strength. Oh, I'm still scared. Like, you're saying Super Bowl contender. I'm saying nah, fam. But that doesn't mean McCaffrey's not their biggest strength for every second that he's healthy. No, I I mean, I trust me. I wanted to go chalk with CMC. Is, he's the clear cut, just like Kamara. But, yeah. Um, Nobody had said I am, was going with it. What about you, Chris? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go with their defense. I agree with Dylan. Their defense is elite. Mm. And one thing they did great this offseason was – with their front seven being as good it was as good as it was having Jeremy Chin, but also picking up a veteran in AJ Boyer, though he's been on a decline, I think he could be a great mentor for JC Horn. And I think they picked up a lot of good pieces for their secondary. They picked up Denzel Perryman, who's a linebacker, but he's a pretty good covering linebacker. Um, so I, I really like what they did. Um, before this offseason, I would consider their secondary a weakness. After this offseason, their secondary could very well be their strongest suit. Um, so now we are going to move to this is for you, Dylan, the defending Super Bowl champions. Yeah, the that's Tampa right. Bay Buccaneers. Dylan, give us a weakness. Honestly, I think it's exactly what you just said is the fact that we're coming off a of Super Bowl. I think that's the the biggest uh, weakness I I can give uh, is my fear of complacency. Um, I mean, all the things I've seen out of camp, even today, uh, Bruce Arians getting upset because the offense seems like they're just kind of going through the motions. They've had a lot of drops in camp. Um, Guys are – I forget what he talked about with Brady, but it just – it. My thing is just complacency. Uh, they're coming off a of Super Bowl. A lot of the guys on the team have never been to that to that height before. I mean, shocker, we, we were terrible for a long time. Um, but we have a lot of really good pieces. We just never had a quarterback, and Brady took us over the top. But Brady's been there before. He knows how to get ready, and and um, which is fine. But I think my biggest thing is just I fear we're going to get off to a really slow start uh, with complacency granted, I think we're going to go one and zero because we're playing Dallas week one. Uh, but, but, uh, I think we're going to get off to, I, I could see us being a little bit complacent, uh, throughout the season. Ty. Um, I know this is going to sound weird, but you know, with someone like Tom Brady as a quarterback, but I just would say the 
depth of quarterback in case he gets hurt because he is an old man. And I say that as an old man, if he goes down, who are you going to have run it? Blaine Gabbert? And you're still going to be a prolific. Yeah. Are you going to still be a prolific, you know, offense? Are you still going to be the Super Bowl team that could, you know, the team that could go back to back? I could go back there and throw balls and, and our offense be fine. Okay. But yeah, mine would be, yeah, Blaine Gabbert, Ryan Griffin, Kyle Trask. I mean, Kyle Trask being the rookie, but there's no solid person that I could trust with an offense if Brady goes down. Birch? I think maybe they're like kicker and punter. Um, Honestly, like you look at this roster, the offense is so strong. The defense is so strong. Okay, let's look at the coaching staff. You got Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich, and Todd Bowles. They're strong. Um, I mean, maybe the complacency thing, but honestly, having Tom Brady makes me question how complacent they'll be because that dude's going to kick all their butts into gear. Their their kicker and their punter were both average middle of the pack last year, so it's about the only average middle of the pack thing on this team, so let's go with that as the weakness. Um, I don't just... I, I agree with you guys in that their weakness isn't a blaring weakness, but is a weakness nonetheless. Um, and I think it's the running. I think it's the running back position. I'm not sold on Ronald Jones. Leonard Fournette just doesn't have the explosiveness that he's had in the past. Um, and I, with Tom Brady getting older, don't get me wrong. He's the goat, And I still think he's a really good quarterback they're going to need to rely on the run game more consistently with Tom Brady getting older. And I just don't know if this team is prepared to ground and pound and really run a tough offense. I mean, they have great pieces. They have a great O line. In fact, I could probably run for 30 yards and with that offensive line, I'm not selling myself too high. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say their weakness is definitely their running back. So we're going to go to strengths since we ended with Birch. Let's go with Birch on this. Try to name one. I don't know. I'm going to guess that Dylan's going to go with their defense. And so I'm going to go with their skill position. Uh, I mean, what the heck? Like, you've got Mike Evans. You've got Chris Godwin. You've got Antonio Brown as your third wide receiver. You got Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson backing those guys up. You've got Gronkowski. You had Cameron Brait from last year, but you've actually brought back OJ Howard, who was hurt. I get what you're saying about running backs, but you've got Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, and then you brought in Giovanni Bernard, who was a career backup. Um, so he's awesome, obviously. But, but what, uh, what I what I, what I said what, what what I said was about running backs wasn't necessarily the talent of the running backs. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being able to run it efficiently considering they finished 28th in the NFL last year in rushing yards per game. So so you're saying they finished 28th, and what did they finish with? The Lombardi. Look, like, I, said, I, I said it wasn't a blaring weakness. I said it was a weakness. No, and I totally Because you had to pick a weakness, and that's rough. I'm yeah. just saying I actually do like, as much as I make the career backup jokes, I like bringing in Gio Bernard as a pass-catching back. And then you're cycling Fournette and Jones, keeping them healthy throughout the season and into the playoffs because we all saw how Fournette just kind of rolled over guys in the playoffs once they got there. So I don't even think, like, 
no, they don't have one guy who blows you away, but if both guys are okay to roll with a by committee type running back and stay healthy and stay fresh for the playoffs, like I think running backs will be fine. And then wide receiver and tight end is just stacked. I will say this. Hey, Josh, Geo did start as a starter for two seasons in Cincinnati. Just, just as a, before he became a career backup. How much of that was when um, other guys were injured? Uh, one season was injury. He started it, but the first one, then he kind of went into a season as a starter and then he got pushed to the backup. You know, that was a, a career backup. That was Joe Mixon. Back, career backups tend to get pushed to backup. Um, yeah, but I'm just saying he did start. Okay. Ty, what is your strength? Um, I'm just going to go with having Tom Brady on the team. He just makes that team – he's made it – you know, since he's walked in the door, he's made them better. They went from third in the division to winning the division in one season, and now they're the favorites to take it again. Didn't the Saints win the division? They did. I'm pretty sure. I thought the, – The Saints won the division. But, no, was, I'm just being a jerk. It's fun. It's clear, clearly the better team. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, that's mine. Well, now, now that I've created that awkward pause, Dylan, um, <laughs> what is your positive? Um, I mean, I Chris, or Josh set me up and just said defense. That wasn't going to be my thing. I was going to say just overall depth everywhere, uh, but I will go defense because why not? I think defense has been my answer to like every quarter, like almost every, like every team. It's either been the strength or the weakness. Uh, and so uh, I'll talk about defense. Uh, they have probably the best front seven in the NFL. Um, it's a solid front seven. I mean, you got JPP, Shaq Barrett, Levante David, Devin White, JPP, Vita Vea. Um, you also have William Golston. We spent a first round pick on Joe Tryon, um, who uh, coming out of Washington. Uh, so we invested again in the front seven, uh, getting some more youth in there, uh, trying to um, prepare for the eventual departure of JPP, Nadama uh, and Sue. And um, so I like that our line or our linebackers, our secondary um, isn't elite by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but it's really good. Antoine Winfield, who is a rookie last year. I mean, if you guys need to know who Antoine Winfield is, just look up one of the final plays of the Super Bowl where he chalked up the deuce uh, to uh, to Tyreek Hill. Uh, one of the best plays of the entire Super Bowl, if not the best play of the entire Super Bowl. Um, but Antoine Winfield was a baller his rookie season. Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy bunting. Uh, and Jamel Dean are all really good uh, pieces in that secondary. Jordan Whitehead alongside of Antoine Winfield is really good. I mean, I can go on and on and on about our defense. Uh, it's really good. Uh, Todd Bowles, I mean, our coaching staff is is amazing. We didn't lose anybody this offseason. Uh, we even re-signed Todd Bowles to, to make him the highest paid DC in the NFL. Um, Todd Bowles played or called really good games last year, um, and I see it happening again. Dylan, I, I mean, I agree with you. Um, you know, if I had to choose another weakness, it would be their secondary, not because they're bad. Well, their corners, not their secondary. That'd be disrespecting Antoine Winfield because they're not great. They're good, but they're not great. Um, but for the strength, I mean, I got, I got to go with their GM. Like Dylan said, he's 
done Jason great. Jason Light, I mean, show some respect. They they re-signed they re their DC for <laughs> paid the man money. And the thing the thing that I look at most when you let me get let me let me ask you guys this quick question. When you are the defending Super Bowl champs, what is your offseason goal? Keep everybody. Uh, try not to lose everybody. <laughs> Keep everybody. Do you know how exciting their offseason was? Um, they added Giovanni Bernard, uh, Giovanni Bernard and Antonio Hamilton. Okay, so you, you've heard of Giovanni Bernard. And then they lost Andrew Adams, who I don't know if I ever saw on the field, and Joe Hag, who is an offensive tackle that I don't think I ever saw on the field. He played in a lot of 6-0 line formations towards the goal line uh, as more of a but power. It, but it, exactly, though. But that's like a position that any O-lineman can really do as like a 6-0 lineman. I, I, I love that. I mean, when you win a championship, you want to keep the same team, and that's what they did. They managed to keep an incredible team together for another year, which I think this is the first time that has ever happened in a significantly long time that they kept every starter. I think the biggest, the closest one was, I think was it the Packers or the Patriots or something kept 21 of their guys. This is the first time 22 have all been kept from the year winning the Super Bowl. Plus they made luxury picks to get help in areas that could be uh, a, a, a problem in the future, like taking Joe Tryon with the first round pick, like you already have JPP, Shaq Barrett, uh, and some other of those guys, and you took a first round pick and spent it on that, and then you went and drafted the potential successor to Tom Brady in the second round. So no, they, yeah, they they, <laughs> they, they, they did they did what they needed to do. I think they had a huge steal in the fifth round getting KJ Britt, the linebacker out of Auburn. If you watched SEC football, he was a force on the field every game he played in. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, the, <laughs> their strength has got to be their GM and what he's been able to do. Don't get me wrong. That attributes a lot to Tom Brady of people wanting to play with Tom Brady and his ability to keep a team together. You saw, you saw that in new England and you're seeing it here now. Um, and that's going to conclude us this episode. We only got through the NFC South, but hopefully you enjoyed it. If you wouldn't mind, shoot us a comment, share, interact with us we want to hear what you have to say if i said something really dumb probably don't say address the other ones um but yeah thank you all for listening and we'll be back to you next week